Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Monday, April 11th, and I'm your host, Rena Sherbel. Our top stories today, election runoff in France, banks Q1 earnings, and Musk changes his mind? Leading today's news, in a replay of the 2017 presidential election, French voters have advanced incumbent Emmanuel Macron and candidate Marine Le Pen to the second round of runoff election. The two-round system has been in place since a 1962 referendum, and while it's costly and can weigh on logistics, many cite benefits like the prevention of vote splitting or giving the opportunity to elect candidates with the most winning potential. French elections only proceed to a second round if, in the first, no candidate received more than 50% of the vote, which is rare for presidential elections, though it sometimes occurs in local ballots. Macron landed 28.2% of the estimated vote, ahead of Le Pen with 22.9%. The two will now face each other in an April 24th rematch that decides whether Macron will stay in power. In recent surveys, Macron led Le Pen in the runoff by just two percentage points, down from a double-digit lead a month ago. The two differ heavily on political policy like immigration and France's role in Europe, and both are wrangling over the cost of living and the economy. Record high inflation has seen Macron order a cap on electricity and natural gas prices, though the measures haven't stopped Le Pen from climbing in the polls. She declared, I'll put money back in your pockets, promising to cut taxes on fuel and other essentials while giving businesses incentives to raise wages. Eurozone inflation soared to 7.5% year-over-year in March that hit a record high for the fifth straight month. A big part of the number has been driven by energy and food prices, with Russia accounting for about 40% of the EU's imports of natural gas, and Ukraine being known as the breadbasket of Europe. Jack Allen Reynolds, an economist at Capital Economics, said inflation keeps on coming in stronger than we've expected and all the other forecasters have expected. So that implies there will be an even bigger hit to household incomes and possibly a bigger hit to consumption. Earnings risks are to the downside for the rest of the year, and management commentary will be particularly important this earnings season, given current uncertainty. So said Goldman Sachs. Excluding the outlier sectors of energy outperformance and financials underperformance, Goldman predicts a modest 6% rise in Q1 S&P 500 earnings. Strategist David Costin and team wrote in a note, full-year EPS estimates have actually been revised 2% higher since the start of the year, and earnings growth is forecast to accelerate in coming quarters. Analysts appear reluctant to adequately trim forecasts despite the high degree of uncertainty surrounding the economic outlook. Although our 2022 top-down EPS estimate is 3% below bottom-up consensus, 221 versus 227, we believe results from Q1 earnings season are unlikely to generate enough clarity for analyst estimates to fully converge to our forecast. Costin said, we encourage managements on their conference calls to address three key sources of investor uncertainty that will affect earnings during the rest of 2022. They are, number one, outlook for economic growth and consumer demand. Number two, inflation and profit margins. They said about point number two, pricing power will become increasingly important in the face of continued inflation and cost pressures. In order to assess the sustainability of margins, we will monitor the ability of firms to pass increased costs through to consumers. And point number three is business exposure to geopolitical risks and investment plans to improve resiliency. Banks kick off the earnings season this week and are expected to see some improvement as interest rates started climbing in the quarter. Still, the Fed has only started its tightening cycle, so most of the benefits from a more hawkish Fed lie ahead. 
Goldman Sachs has completed its long-awaited acquisition of NN Investment Partners from NN Group NV for 1.7 billion euros. The deal was announced in August 2021. The acquired business with its 900 employees will be integrated into Goldman Sachs Asset Management. The acquisition brings Goldman Sachs assets under supervision to approximately $2.8 trillion. As part of the transaction, Goldman Sachs Asset Management has entered into a long-term strategic partnership agreement with NN Group to manage an approximately $180 billion portfolio of assets. David Solomon, chairman and CEO of Goldman Sachs, said, This acquisition advances our commitment to put sustainability at the heart of our investment platform. It adds scale to our European client franchise and extends our leadership in insurance asset management. Disney's new streaming film arrived just in time to pick up streaming ratings chart leadership for Disney+. Pixar release Turning Red streamed just over 1.7 billion minutes in its first week to lead Nielsen's latest weekly streaming ratings for March 7th through the 13th. It's grabbing a mantle that was held by Disney's Encanto, which last week broke a 10-week streak of streaming 1 billion minutes plus. Films do not tend to lead the overall streaming minutes chart. They have just one episode to watch versus hundreds for some legacy shows. But Disney is flexing its muscle with high-profile online streaming movie releases. Turning Red came in with more eyeball time than the next five entries, all from Netflix. The Last Kingdom, Pieces of Her, The Adam Project, Inventing Anna, and Good Girls. For its part, Encanto landed in seventh place overall with 783 million minutes, just ahead of Amazon Prime Video's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel at 702 million minutes. The top streaming acquired series list is usually dominated by Netflix, and it took nine out of 10 spots. If you've been on a flight lately, you've probably noticed delays, and that's if you even get on the plane. Cancellations have been through the roof. The developments have been seen with people camping out at the airport trending across the country, while hours-long waits for customer service have left many passengers with a sour taste of the whole traveling experience. Severe storms have not made things any better, while COVID-19 still looms large, as many employees call out sick. JetBlue, for instance, scrapped more than 300 flights over the weekend, with nearly a fifth of all its flights canceled on Saturday. That's on top of hiring 2,500 workers this year and perks to keep staff on the job. It's now offering a $1,000 bonus to flight attendants who don't call out of work through May 31st, as well as an extra $100 per trip for attendants who pick up open flights on days off. It's not the only carrier facing heat. Last week, Alaska Airlines said it would trim its flight schedule through the end of June to catch up on pilot training. The company said, we've recently let down some of our valued guests by canceling an unusual number of flights. The primary cause of cancellations is the shortage of pilots available to fly versus what was planned when we built our April schedule in January. Well, after all that, Elon Musk will no longer be joining Twitter's board of directors, this according to Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal, who tweeted the update early Monday. On the news, Twitter slid 7% in pre-market trading, marking the latest bout of volatility to hit the stock. Shares had skyrocketed 30% in the two sessions since Musk disclosed his stake last Monday, but have since lost 9% into Friday's close. Twitter CEO gave more of a timeline than a reason for the abrupt departure, saying Musk informed the board as his appointment went into effect on April 9th. Agrawal wrote, I believe this is for the best. We have and will always have input from our shareholders, whether they are on the board or not. Alan is our biggest shareholder, and we will remain open to his input. Musk had been throwing out many ideas for the platform since taking an over 9% stake in Twitter last Monday. Over the weekend, he suggested that everyone who signs up for Twitter Blue, i.e. pays $3 a month, should get an authentication checkmark and no ads. The power of corporations to dictate policy is greatly enhanced if Twitter depends on advertising money to survive. 
Even in the best of times, it can be challenging for investors to distinguish between signal and noise, and in a volatile market, the inability to block out the background noise can be devastating to one's portfolio performance. Our primary focus here at Seeking Alpha is to empower investors, and our quant ratings, which have beaten the S&P 500 every year for the past 10 years and counting, yes, our screeners find the best strong buy stocks across multiple themes by analyzing over 100 metrics every single day. If you sign up now for premium, you get the focus you need to succeed in this current market. As of 6.20 a.m. today, global markets are mixed. U.S. futures are down, with the Dow down 0.1%, the S&P down 0.4%, and NASDAQ down 0.8%. Crude is down over 2.5%, gold is up just under 1%, and Bitcoin is down 2.5%. The 10-year Treasury yield is up 5 basis points to 2.76%. Look for a slew of Fed speeches beginning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, the Cannabis Investing Podcast and Marketplace Roundtable Podcast on those platforms as well. Have a wonderful day.